Welcome to this podcast installment from the Women's Council of Realtors, Leaders Made Here. And without further ado, uh, I would like to introduce Deborah Gilmore. Deborah Gilmore is a past national president from the year 2010, and she is from Marietta, Georgia. And she's going to talk about a, uh, a very important topic, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. So without further ado, uh, Deborah, take it away and thank you. Hi, good morning, everyone. I can't see your faces, but I can see the numbers of that you're there. So let's get started so we don't waste too much time. This is on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And uh, first was given us diversion. We supposed to have diversity and inclusion, but I did insert the equity there. It seems like there's a lot of tension since um, the Floyd incident uh, happened that now more and more corporations, associations are looking at their population that services their businesses or are part of their membership, volunteer membership. So this is nothing new. And there are many, many companies and organizations like NAR as Women's Council Realtors also that have had statements related to diversity. And you have a statement of diversity. And I'm not going to ask you, but I'll ask you later where you can find your statement. It's in your core values and in your mission statement, there is a statement relative to diversity. So this is what is happening. And being a global, we're global now, involved with all countries around the world. And being that, we have to look at America is a melting pot of people. And now people are looking at how they are having their leaders, what their leadership line looks like, who is going for the administrative team of their organizations. So this is very important. So let's look at the uh, outline very quickly. Why diversity? We just went over some of that and we'll go through some of the benefits. Equity, the meaning and with diversity, uh, the meaning of equity with diversity and inclusion. And we also have inclusion. If you have no inclusion, you can destroy your diversity, all your diversity efforts. And then as implicit bias, we have this short discussion on that, how that can cloud your decisions about people. And also some, of, some ideas toward network actions to work toward more diversity and equity and inclusion in their networks. I found a quote here that says, diversity is like being invited to the party. And inclusion means it's like being asked to dance. Sometimes we can have one and we don't have the other. Uh, more likely we may have some diversity and some people feel like they're not being really asked to dance at their association. And we identify or define diversity as any association, organization, corporation is defined as having a variety of people involved and participating in the workspaces. In order, and this can be related to culture or natural origin the age or the gender, the sexual orientation, disability, the marital status. It sounds like something related to fair housing, but it's pretty much like that. And share professional purpose. And then we also understand that each individual is unique. That's what diversity means, and that we recognize our individual differences. When you look at your network and look at the composition of the members in your network, you need to look who is attending. I'm also seeing as a, a change that I call reverse diversity. And I'll talk about that just a little bit later. Must look at when you start out your year 2020 or before that time, look at the composition of your membership and who is there and do they meet any of the previous things we looked at, you know, culture or the age, you have people that have different things, of different ages doing things, gender, 
the sexual orientation and disability. And we've had in our network of COP, we've had a young lady there for years and she had polio as a young child. And she gets around better than I can, I believe, right now. But I'm so happy that she's been involved. And I'm so happy when I see her. And she's dynamic professional in business real estate also. I can't believe the young lady shows property also and has do as much work as she always has done. And also the shared purpose. So we looked at that. When you look at diversity, look at who is in your membership and understand that everybody is unique. And I think sometimes I'm going to say this, that there is a fear of people have, have when they're in an organization or corporation, especially in leadership, of going to somebody of a different culture, especially a race. I, I don't understand it because some of these same people will go to the countries that some of these people have origins from or uh, some ethnicity from and enjoy the culture, the food, the livelihood, and the same people when they're here and they want to be part of an organization, have difficulty being accepted into uh, the organization in leadership roles that, if they desire to do that. And I want to also say here, not everybody that is a member wants to be in certain leadership roles, but they want to be valued as a member of the organization. Also recognize their time is spent and their dedication. So looking at that, again, diversity is like being invited to the party. And I did mention here before that Women's Council Realtors reference diversity can be found in the long-term goals of your strategic plan and the core values under opportunity. I was kind of surprised because when I did look it up, <laughs> we did have a statement, and I don't know, they kind of changed that to a, a part of a statement relative to diversity in the long-term goals. And also, I want to say that NAR has a statement of diversity, and they really do work work hard now to see if they can be more diverse. And they started back in, I guess, 2009. They really looked at the compliment of wanting to have more women involved in NAR because of the compliment of leadership there was so male heavy. Now, it's a different women's council. Our mission statement is relative to women. But as a national or national, a global organization like the National Association of Realtors, they were heavy male at the time. So they actually came to Women's Council Realtors. At that time, I was president-elect, and they sat down and said, we need more of your members to be part of the leadership. We were stunned and so excited at the same time. And at that time, they said, we need names. We need names. I can see them standing up across the board table and said, we need names right now of some of your members who are ready for leadership positions at NAR. And since I wasn't the president, I came a president, I came back after the conference and I set down as a task of getting names of those who already are on committees at NAR and looking at potential members from our group that were not, that could actually be in leader positions at NAR. So from that, I can't remember the compliment we have now, but I believe it has grown exponentially since 2009, and I am so happy and delighted to see that. But the benefits of diversity, they expand creativity and problem solving. It's a better decision-making. If you look at a scale, if everybody on the scale on one side was all the same, you're going to have over a sequence of time, over years, over planning, 
pretty much the same thought coming out of the same people. When there's a diverse group of people, you get different decision-making ideas. You have greater productivity and profitability that has been shown with diversity. And you have more engagement and retention of members. And we'll address that a little bit later here in the slide. And you have increased association, organization, corporation reputation. When people feel like they belong, they start to talk about the great group they're with and try to get more people to come and be part of it. The reputation of the organization does increase. Some more benefits. I have expanded creativity and problem solving. The benefit is a wide rate of experiences and skills, perspectives, and insight into a problem. This is what you have with people from different backgrounds. A person that has, has several years like me <laughs> may give a different perspective to someone who's just starting in real estate maybe five years and is coming to a leadership organization for the benefits of being there. And you want to have a diverse perspective. And we always have a saying, saying we all agree to disagree, but we listen respectfully to everybody's opinion. So you have an array of experiences, skill perspectives, and insight maybe into a problem. Better decision-making, the benefit is increased innovation and creativity and strategic thinking. The think tank really expands when you have people from different backgrounds involved. Increased profitability and production, the benefit is ambitious professionals are more attractive to inclusive companies. We believe that. And this can result in a more motivated, efficient workforce and increases productivity and profitability. Then another one, the benefit, volunteer employees are more engaged in welcoming work cultures, also more to stay longer, and their unique contributions are recognized and respected. So engagement is enhanced when there's diversity. I believe there's one company up there, what is it? Zappos. Zappos, I remember that. Zappos, I read that when the employees come in, they each have their own office space and they're encouraged to be creative in that space however they want to be creative in. Now, we can't do that with a Women's Council Network meeting, but just speaking and talking with each other can engage more information and ability to get to know each other. Another benefit, when they are perceived more relatable, share responsibility human and human by a great number of people, this can improve the brand. Basically it's saying that when you are more relatable, people begin to look at your brand and talk about your brand. As a result of talking about your brand, this improves your relationship between employees and also in develops more partnerships. So we come back to equity in diversity. Now I put this in, that's the E in D-E-I. It refers to fair and respectful treatment of all people. I'm not going to go over this much more than say this is non-negotiable. If you're going to have an association, especially today, volunteer dues-driven association, you must be fair, respectful, and treatment of all the people. And also that means treating everyone the same and giving everyone access to, this is very important, the same opportunity. What I see sometimes in some networks, not everybody is given the same opportunity. And this is a challenge for leaders when you go in as a president, you have your team together in identifying people that may not speak up, they may not talk, and we call it maybe the tap on the shoulder, that you identify some leadership qualities in them and you keep your eye on them. So equity and diversity refers to proportional representation by gender, race, age, et cetera, et cetera, in all of the same opportunities. 
So that means that everybody that is involved in your network should have the same open door to the same opportunities if they have an interest of what they want to do within that organization or your network. Inclusion with diversity. Remember, inclusion is being asked to the dance. Do you all remember? Some of you may remember. I don't know if they remember the task is to ask. as a, a statement that it does not hurt always to ask a member or potential member if you want them to join Women's Council Realtors or even some of their goals and aspirations. Inclusive leaders create an environment where people feel like they can thrive and there's a lot of diversity. I hate to say this. I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it. It's nothing worse than being the only person there of your own culture and you don't see anybody to represent you, that somehow gives you a feeling of that you're not maybe appreciated or people like you're not appreciated or valued. That's why you look at inclusion and diversity and having people of all backgrounds come in. You really want to feel respected. They can contribute to thoughts and talents and perspectives and are given fair access to meaningful opportunities while they're there. Diversity with, with inclusion are critical elements in, did you believe this, recruitment and retention. You can get people excited about being there, being with you in your uh, network. And if they do not have the question of value, if they don't feel valued, they will start moving away from your network, meaning that they just don't feel that they belong or there's any place for them to move or grow. So value is very important. We always talk about what the Women's Council has as value. Just looking at these three things, the diversity, equity, inclusion are great values. People like to feel that there was a group that accepts them as they are and will value them as they are as individuals. Inclusion brings people in and to your organization start gathering. And then the lack of inclusion will affect your retention. People start moving out. Bias, implicit bias not expressed, or it can be unconscious, it's automatic. We all have some biases, and it's how we are able to monitor and control those biases and know that they're not welcome when you're having diversity and inclusive environments. They're just not. We have biases around regard to people of age and their religion and the income, but when you're getting together a group, and you're coming toward the mission and goals of the organization that you're striving for as a group, you have to let go of some of the biases that you have. A bias is defined as a prejudice in favor or against one thing, person, or group compared with another usual. In a way, it's considered to be unfair. So there now, I'll invite you to go to nar.realtor and look at the relative to fair housing, look at the video they have on implicit bias. Sometimes we do it, we don't even know we're doing it. For your network, these are some ideas that may come up in some of your discussion or questions about what you can do. You have to practice inclusive leadership, valuing everybody that's there and promote it. Then you want to increase your knowledge about different groups of people, different cultures, even related to seniors. You have your LGBTQ community. You have all kinds of people, people with disabilities, some of the things they may go through. Just learn about different aspects of different people that may be part of your network as real estate professionals. You must actively promote and practice leadership identification at all levels of your membership. Now, everybody may not want to be a president or vice president. They may not want to chair a committee, but they may want to be involved in the process of doing 
some type of special task. You must look at every year, and this is the time that most uh, networks are doing, evaluate the balance or diversity of your networks, your nominating candidate selection, and your interview process. Are people of the same culture always getting into leadership positions? That is noticed. And now more than ever, people are challenging if they're, especially in a dues-driven organization, what about me? What about this group of people? What happens that we see the same people in the same leadership positions all the time? And that's happening across the board with corporations, associations, and any type of organization that has, that should show some diversity relative to funds, dues, or even just the practice of what they're doing. So you have to look at, you have to look at even locale, where is everybody coming from? I know we've had discussions about, we have three major large state networks, and sometimes the smallest networks feel like they're not being, individuals in others networks feel like they're not being noticed for some of the top leadership positions. And I'll say here right now, does this starts not at the state level or the national level, looking at your candidates, looking at people who have leadership potential that want to be in that position involved, starts at the local level. You have a great task here in identifying people that will move, that want to be in a certain position in, and actually involved in national level and state level. That is a great thing that comes from the local networks. Also, Education on implicit bias. Education as much as possible can be a network meeting. It uh, could be just something relative to that, but as much education you can get, as you hear things more often, you start to melt into the concept and, and buy into it. And it, with our biases, we have to be able to do that. Have members involved. If you don't have everybody that's going to be in a leadership position, but they want to be involved some type of way, so every person in your network should have some way of being involved on some type of special task or some type of committee. Whether they are fully engaged or not, they should be given an opportunity to do that. And maybe sometimes it's good to assign them. Say you need, I value your expertise and technology and we need you really on this, this area of special tasks. So acknowledge their strong points and see if you can get everybody to come in that comes into your network as a member, engage some type of way, buy into that. Another thing, we've had so much virtual interaction. One thing I do miss about this, even though I love Zooming, I do miss seeing people and giving them big old hugs, okay? So we can't do this much right now with COVID. So what I'm thinking that we're going to evolve back to personal invitations at some point in time, either by Zoom, where we can go to a lunch and sit down, you can go and sit down and personally talk to someone who is seeking membership or you would like to become a member of your network discussing the benefits and the value of the council. I want to personally invite, again, one-to-one -one conversation regarding maybe their goals, aspirations. Someone took me aside, two people took me aside. I was so shocked. I was at a national meeting and just set me down. I had my little glass of wine and they said, well, what are you going to do? I said, what am I going to do about what? What do you want to do? I knew what I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure. So I I went on with them and I felt good that they recognized that I had something in me that that may need to be expressed by me to, to come to reality. I need to do something, move forward. So you want to have these one-to-one -one conversations and choose and look again at your population that you're getting a diverse group of people to do this with. There are organizations that uh, NAR recognize, 
and it is their NAREV, the Realtors, is formed in 1947, is the largest, and it's the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, formed out of Chicago. You have ARIA, the Asian Real Estate Association, I believe. They started in San Francisco. They had a beautiful view, video on YouTube, if you have a chance to go and look at their video on how the association started. Then you have NAREF, the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. And then you have NAREF, the National Association of Gay and Lesbian Real Estate Professionals. This, these are four stated uh, associations that you can collaborate with. Visit them, have them come visit you. And they also will have members that want to be, we have some members from each one of these groups that are members of Women's Council now. So that is one way to look at diversity and tell them that we value their expertise and want to know if they would be interested in becoming members of this council, the Leadership Council. A inclusive leader empowers, inspires others, and leads change and communicates a shared vision. And remember, the decisions to promote and maintain diversity, equity, and inclusion, it starts at top. If you are the president, everybody will follow your lead. If you have your mouth turned down by a certain group of people, or the religion they are, or how someone looks, your team will start picking up those vibes. And some may not like it, and some may just stay, stay quiet and engage in it. But remember, you are the model if you are going to be president and lead your network that everybody will follow. Do we have time for any questions? Hi, good morning, Deborah. It's Lisa How are you? Fine, Lisa. Thank you for your session. Uh, I have a question for you. We're actively working on making sure our board is more diverse. Yes. And one of your comments you had mentioned, what if you're the only person who looks different than the group? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I had a thought on doing more committees, even putting together an actual diversity committee, uh, maybe yeah. a standing committee, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. We value people for humans. Yeah. And I want to be mindful of that. I want to make sure that my approaches is, is, is taken with the intent that it's, it's meant to be taken. Yes. I think it, what will not be wrong, again, it starts with the lead. And you're welcoming someone that not many people are in that culture. For instance, I'll give you an example. I'm in my office about 80 Asians, and I'm the only black person in there I see at sales meetings. Feels funny. I've been there since 1996, and there were more black agents there, and they all left. And they left for a reason. Uh, they didn't feel valued. They didn't feel there was anything there for them. And I'm just stubborn that way. I just stayed. <laughs> I'm just, I just will not be beat down by that. And so, and also how I was raised. I have no problem with people from where they come. And so it doesn't, that, that doesn't get to me. But it worries me that the people that hire agents, especially brokers, or have them come in, do not look at the complement of diversity. I can get very excited about my company if I saw more people excited about being there. So therefore, if you're going to have a diversity committee, they need to know what to do and how to do it with all the subtlety they can do it with. And just be point blank, we'd like to invite you to come. We had a young lady in our state association meeting, DEI meeting, and she's Hispanic. Dynamic agent, dynamic agent, years experience, been state president of NARAP. And she, she explains because she has, she's bilingual, we not trilingual, sometimes her dialect or how she speaks sounds different. 
and we have to get past that stage of people having accents or or talk differently and get past that's okay that's how you are that's part of your culture that's how you are and there's nothing wrong with that and a lot of hispanics will not do become forward because they feel the problem of speaking in public may be offensive to somebody maybe or that they don't want to be thought of less than because they did not speak very clear English and I don't even speak clear English. I, I go from Chicago to Southern girls, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it just, we have to get past that and just say, as you are, we accept you as you are and get more people involved. And what I'm seeing with some of the networks real quick is that I'm seeing that, for instance, I'm seeing with my network that most of the leadership was white for a long time now it's all mostly mostly black <clears throat> it should not be that way it's like when the black people move into the neighborhood all the white folks left you know so it shouldn't be that way and it should be that that you're looking at your candidates you're looking at potential and looking at who you invite to come in that you have a diverse group and that will be your strongest strongest network when you have that thank you thank you everybody wish you success in 2021 bye-bye hon. thank you for listening to this podcast installment from the women's council of realtors leaders made here 